0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, NA, member FDSE. No one is is, is 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 more locked. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL. than First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filippone. All right, thanks for being here. It's episode three, First and Pod, Danny Parkins, Andrew Filippone. Damn, man, that was an old-fashioned, passionate ass-kicking to open the NFL season, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm trying to figure out, Danny, and I'll throw it back to you this way: Are you more impressed by what the Bills did in this game, or is it more? Are you more unimpressed by the Rams and how they played at home? Where teams, since they've gone to this Thursday night thing, the home team, defending champ, they were 14 and two in these games. And this one was not competitive.
0: Well, it was even just shocking before the game to see the defending champs at home as an underdog. Yeah. Like, that's a crazy spot. Yeah, That I was mean. a
1: dead giveaway that I was not smart enough to take advantage of.
0: Correct. Correct. <laughs> Me too. In fact, in a pick'em pool, pool, uh, I had the Rams plus two and a half on the other side as a top five mm-hmm. confidence play. So I I'm very surprised by the outcome of the game. And I don't mean to cop out to your question, but I could give you 10 minutes on Rams negatives and I could give you 10 minutes on Bills positives. Like, I guess I'll start Rams negatives, given that they were the champs and they were at home. Their offensive line is going to get Stafford killed. He's not surviving the season if they don't fix that. And I know know that Buffalo adding Von Miller, Collinsworth couldn't stop talking about him. I, I know it's a good pass rush. And like Shaq Lawson wasn't even active for the game. That's how deep they are. So I, I understand that it's a particularly difficult matchup, but they'll play in road environments where the crowd is more of a factor. You know what I mean? That there's They'll play the Niners. Like they're going to have games against good pass rushes. They're going to play games on the road. Stafford is not surviving the season if this offensive line doesn't get better quick. That, that was one of the biggest X's and O's takeaways for me.
1: I think that Les need Went over to Andrew Whitworth and said, are you sure about the retirement thing, big boy? I mean, that had to happen at that game. It was such a, uh, it was a a disgrace from them. I thought Stafford, to me, looked like old Detroit Lions Stafford in terms of sloppiness and carelessness with the ball. But I do think it's more about the Bills because when you've won a championship, your legacy is defined. I mean, if the Rams take a step back this year and go 9-8, and sure it'll be a disappointment, they've already taken care of business. They've already accomplished what they set out to do. They've justified the Stafford trade and all the big splashy moves that they've made in terms of draft picks and stuff to win a championship. The Bills are trying to get over the 13 seconds at the end of the Chiefs game. And so for them to do it this impressively, where you can turn the ball over four times down the road and win in blowout fashion against, at worst, a top five team in the NFC, so I tip my cap to them, and now Danny, they get like an extra buy because they don't play again till next Monday. Uh, I thought the Bills were a really good team. Uh, they made a huge statement that makes me think they could be even better than that. So
0: yeah, I mean Vegas, Vegas has them as the the Super Bowl favorite, right? And they they have a ton of hype, and they lived up to it. This is so obvious, but Josh Allen's really fucking good, like. He he is a cheat code man.
1: Yeah, he but was, they got to be careful with him running
0: the ball like he did in this game. That's the I, only negative I would put on this one for
1: the Bills. I That's know, a but dangerous they, game.
0: I know, but in the first half he didn't like run at all. I know. It, it, it seemed pretty opportunistic. I think he started and completed his first ten. Spencer says it's his first eleven. I thought he the the eleventh pass was the interception. But regardless, started ten for ten or eleven for eleven. Then the interception. Was the it should have been a catch? It was off McKenzie's hands, six for his first seven third downs. Absolutely barbecued Jalen Ramsey. Diggs could have had, he had a bad game, terrible he had a game, terrible game. He picked up where he
1: left off in the Super Bowl in this game?
0: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, the AFC is so stacked at quarterback, man. Like, young quarterbacks in that conference. I you know,
1: and the Bills didn't even have their number one corner. White was out, and Elam didn't even win the starting job, their first-round pick. They had a six-round pick and a seventh-round pick at corner, Danny. And the yeah. Rams would take advantage of that.
0: And, and I mean, obviously, you know I'm here in Chicago and cover the Bears. The, the prevailing logic was that Allen Robinson, yeah, he maybe wasn't going 100% because he was pissed at Matt Nagy and how he was being used. But he looked washed up. One catch, one target, no separation. Stafford wasn't even looking at him. They gave him $30 million.
1: Yeah. And McVay decided that, you know, his sentimental story of having Akers come back from that Achilles tendon and getting all kinds of looks in the Super Bowl, that dream looks like it's died. I think that I drafted Henderson in all my fantasy leagues because I don't trust Akers, but I actually think the Notre Dame running back might be the best running back on the roster.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I was texting with a couple people who had drafted acres and they were, they were none too pleased. Um, It was, it was a shocking, shocking result for a sporting event. It was great to have the NFL back. And like, I know it's not Al Michaels, but Torito and Collinsworth and Sunday night football and just that production being there, like Collinsworth just having it that Josh Allen gets the ball out in 2.2 seconds, which is ahead of the league average. That's the type of stuff that like next gen stats normally has for you on Monday morning. They have it during the game broadcast. Like it's just even when it was a blowout and sloppy and there were a ton of turnovers, it's still such a damn good product. like I was just grinning ear to ear that the yeah. NFL was back. it was it was amazing.
1: Well, we'll get to do it again on Sunday night when the Bucs and Cowboys play, and that was a classic season opener last year, 31-29, Danny. Both of these teams ended up the, the two highest scoring teams in the NFL. This is the first time it's actually happened where the top two scoring teams meet in week one the following season. Dak Prescott's 0-2 against Tom Brady. Do they avenge the season opening loss last year, Sunday night, Cowboys and Bucks. What do you think?
0: I lean no. I, I lean Tampa. In this game. But I'll tell you this. I love that you referenced the score. This is a huge underspot for me. And it's only 50. I I got it at 52. Two weeks ago. Like it. Both of these offensive lines. Stink. And are ravaged by injury. And both teams. Especially Tampa. But Dallas obviously has a lot of. Pass rush talent. And Micah Parsons might win defensive player of the year. Like. This is a terrible matchup for both teams offensive lines against the respective defensive line. I Brady will be fine, Dak will be fine, but I think the line is right. Like I I think it deserves to be basically a toss up. I will lean Brady and the Bucks, but my strongest feeling of the game is that people are going to be so jarred by how different it's going to look from last year because When people talk about these things, they reference like C.D. Lamb, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. We talk about skill position players so much in our analysis. All of the offensive linemen are either gone or hurt for for these teams. I I think this is a huge underspot.
1: One of the best
0: bets in week one
1: across the board is to take underdogs. Last year, 12 underdogs covered in 10-1 outright. So I start week one by favoring underdogs, and then I have to talk myself out of those underdogs, Danny. And there's not enough to like about the Bucks to make me go against Dallas as a dog in this game.
0: But and, is it enough, though? I mean, it's, what, one and a half? Like- well, yeah,
1: but I, I would just say this. Obviously, Brady's the story because of everything that went on with him in the offseason, but the other components of, of Tampa's offense, Fournette showed up, like, 70 pounds overweight – Gronk's not there. Their offensive line's decimated. Who knows what Julio Jones has left? And Godwin's probably going to play, but we don't know how healthy, how fit he is. So I just think there's a lot of moving parts there. I like Dallas to win that game. Uh, You said one and a half is the line.
0: Yeah, that that's last I saw. I can I can pull up a current number for you, but it's been it's I mean it's it's not getting to three.
1: How, How about this in the NFC North? Vikings Packers. Do you think Aaron Rodgers comes out much better than last year and outshines? He has to and outshines Kirk Cousins in this game with a new look offense. What do you think?
0: Yeah, it'd be tough to be worse. Um, I think that Cousins will be statistically superior, but Rodgers will win. Rodgers is the king of the North, man. They were talking about it. Who's going to rule Westeros or whatever? King of the North. Is Aaron Bleepin Rogers 56? You think he's watching House of Dragon? I know he liked Game of Thrones. You think he's into I, the prequel? I do. I do. Are you? I, I, I am not, Me but I'll, I'll get there. Like, I'm not, I'm gonna let it run its course for a little bit. 56 21 and 1. I saw that. Aaron Rodgers against the NFC North since 2008. He's named the Packers starting quarterback, he's won the division eight times. The other three teams have won it a combined six times. Like, I'll believe it when I see it. And listen, I'm all for the Vikings and Kevin O'Connell and rebranding their offense and Justin Jefferson setting the receiving yards record like we talked about in the NFC episode of this pod. So I think that Cousins might have the flashier, gaudier numbers. But the Packers won 13 games last year and Jair Alexander played in four games. The Packers' defense is really good. Their rushing attack should be really good. I I will believe that another team is going to be on the Packers level when I see it, as long as the back-to-back MVP is there. So
1: the rule about liking underdogs week one, Danny, I don't know if you knew this, it's actually negated by this second pony rule, which is bet against rookie head coaches in week one. If you go year by year, rookie head coaches straight up are terrible. They almost always lose. Now, most of the time, it's because they're inheriting a bad team. They're they're put in a tough spot to begin with. But new coach, like an old coach in a new place, not so much. O'Connell's never been a head coach before. We know McVay called all the plays in L.A. to boot. So I think there could be a changing of the guard in the NFC North, but I don't think it happens this week because everything you said, I just can't picture O'Connell in his first game – with Cousins, who's used to getting his brains beaten in by Rodgers and then beating them in week one with so much on the line. I don't think that happens.
0: Well, that mantra I want to get to with a couple other games later on, one in particular I'm interested on if you're going to go with that pony rule or not, but as we're going to go through every team every week on every episode, either previewing or recap here on First and Pod, the line movement here has been fascinating. Yep, Chiefs-Cardinals – Kansas City obviously has questions at wide receiver, but the number has steamed up to six because of the injury report. Are the Chiefs wide receiver question marks enough for you to think that the Cardinals are a live dog? Yeah, because this
1: one, I don't you subscribe to, the, to another rule? This is like the Ten Commandments on this episode. Do you, don't you kind of feel like lines are only really affected by great players being out? Like a quarterback injury or the rare great running back who can't play. They're, Arizona's getting dinged because Rondale Moore gets injured in practice. I don't get that. Is well,
0: in- I, I think I think I think it's it's that, but there's the caveat of a bunch of guys because of depth. JJ Watt, Zach Ertz. The only guy yeah. the only guy that didn't practice on Thursday for the Chiefs was Frank Clark, and it was an it was an illness designation. He's gonna play. You know, so the, the the Chiefs are healthy, uh, whereas the Cardinals have 10 guys on the injury report. You know, some were questionable or limited participants that expected to play, but there's a bunch of guys on the I, I so I, I think the movement from four to six is not necessarily a, a huge belief in the Chiefs. I think it's a product of three or four key guys could be out or limited for Arizona.
1: All, all I'll say about Kansas City, and I'm not big on Arizona this year, is that I'm assuming Mahomes is going to be fine this year, but we still have never seen him play without Hill. Yep. We haven't. We've seen Aaron Rodgers without Devontae Adams. That is a mystery. Do I think he'll be fine without him? Yeah, probably, but I'm not going to bet on him as a, not a huge favorite, but as a sizable favorite on the road when you subtracted one of the best playmakers in the NFL, Danny, and are replacing them by committee. So I like Arizona to win the game outright.
0: Yeah, I uh I do not like them to win the game outright, but I'm also not interested in laying the points because I'm with you on generally speaking taking underdogs here. So it's it's a stay away for me. I think Mahomes will be fine. I think he'll create a star, but I'm I'm not I'm not laying the points there.
1: Your team, the Bears, and if they win the game, they get a dome stadium. I don't know if you heard about that. That's what's on the line. Yeah. They upset the 49ers. Trey Lance and Justin Fields, second-year quarterbacks. Who comes out of this game having made a better impression? What, who do you think?
0: I I think it'll be Trey Lance, but by default. <laughs> Here's why. The over-under pony, this is my, one of my favorite bets of the week. For Trey Lance, pass attempts is 26 and a half on what planet is Kyle Shanahan drawing up 27 or more pass attempts for Trey Lance in this game?
1: He doesn't have to. There's no reason. He won an NFC
0: championship game,
1: having his quarterback throw it eight times. He's What's not I'm throwing
0: it times, Tony, I was thinking about this number. I was texting with a buddy of mine who we gambled together. I was like 16 and a half, 18 and a half. Like, 26 and a half and there's going to be rain like there is no reason for kyle shanahan to have trey lance throw the football and then conversely if i set the over under at justin field sacks at four and a half he's got a fifth round rookie from southern utah and braxton jones starting at left tackle he's got a second round fifth round or a second year fifth round draft pick in Larry Borum starting at right tackle and Lucas Patrick, the guy they signed from green Bay to be the center has a cast on his hand and it might be the right guard. We don't know if he's going to be the center or not. That would mean Sam Mustafer, a second year undrafted rookie, undrafted player is going to start at center against Javon Kinlaw, Arik Armstead. And Oh yeah, by the way, Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa yeah. Like, so that's why I was actually going to say
1: Fields, because I think that Lance is going to do next to nothing in this game with Kittle out too. And I feel like Fields, because you'll get this game, most of America won't. I think even if they get blown out, he'll make three or four incredible plays. Yeah, And that people will come out of this game like feeling sorry for the guy. Whereas I think Lance will just manage the game and they'll win. That's my my best bet is 49ers minus six and a half.
0: I, I think game. it's the right side. Um, I... It depends how you interpret the question, right? right? Because if if Fields gets sacked seven times and they score six points, it's going to be hard for him to really come out ahead. All right, your team, the Steelers, these division rivalries to start the season, the games feel like they count for three. Uh, Since he's a a six-and-a-half-point favorite at home, they're a pretty popular survivor pool pick in the gambling community. You think they remind everyone, hey, we were the AFC champs here. We deserve to be the favorite.
1: Yes, I think they do. They, they won this series 65-20, to 20, bless you, last year. It was not.
0: I sneezed during my bar mitzvah, by <laughs> it the way. Was,
1: it was not. I didn't look like a rivalry. It was very one-sided last year. I think that trend continues. Um, I just think the Steelers – Offensively, last year they scored 37 points in the first quarter. They were the worst first quarter offense in the league. I don't see how that improves in this game. You know, we I I don't have any clue who their number one corner is. I assume that they'll get some pressure because the Bengals have a new line that they haven't played together yet. But then again, I don't think the Steelers can protect Trubisky. So I think Burrow will respond to getting, you know, beat up way better than Trubisky will in this game. I don't see the Steelers scoring more than two touchdowns unless they get a special team score and a defense that gives them a short field or they start a drive in the red zone. So, it's it's if it were seven and a half, I might feel differently, Danny. It's six and a half. I think the Bengals probably win the game by like thirteen points.
0: Yeah, I don't see much of an argument for Pittsburgh either. Uh, I'm I'm laying the points. It's going to be a very popular teaser leg. We know Burrow can handle getting hit. Uh, the fact that you don't know who the starting corners for for Pittsburgh is is well, we know a- what the
1: starting corners are. We just don't know if they're good.
0: Okay, yeah, that's that, that's not that's not a good sign for a team that's clearly going to need to rely on its defense this year. I'll tell you this, and I don't know what the word's been in Pittsburgh on it, but the Bears used Mitch Trubisky after that first 2018 season so incompetently. Nineteen and a half rushing yards is his player prop. Over baby. Yeah, I agree with that. Over, Trey Hendrickson's going to be getting there. He's going to be running for his life, and he is the definition of a one-read-if-it's-not-there-tuck-and-run kind of guy. He's not a fast-processor-get-to-his-checkdown right. guy. He he could have 50 rushing yards. He might have more rushing yards than passing yards. Well, yeah, he was panicking already in the preseason of those situations, so I think you're dead on. I mean, it I won. just I, I saw that number come out, and I was like, that should have been 29-and-a-half. 19-and-a-half was a, a terrible number. Um, this game is probably my favorite week one game. Okay, I think I know what it is. I love this game. Raiders-Chargers. It's insane to me that this is just a game. How is this game not a standalone, a, a Sunday night, a Thursday night, or whatever? This These are two teams that absolutely believe that they can win the most talented division we've seen maybe ever at least in terms of hype to start a season. The 2013 NFC West is the gold standard for this in terms of win-loss record, but did not have the level of quarterback play here. And I love that they met in week 17 last year, 35-32 in overtime, Raiders-Chargers. Chargers, Chargers three and a three-and-a-half point favorite. Do you like the revenge game angle for this insanely underrated week one matchup?
1: I do. I'm... I think I'm most – this is going to sound maybe kind of weird of me, but the thing I'm most interested in is do we see Staley double down on the analytics of fourth down in this game?
0: Oh, yes, yes. You think so? Yes, yes. Dude, that guy, he is my favorite coach in the NFL by like a factor of five. He does not – Give a shit. Well, well,
1: I heard that he got hired there because that's what ownership told them they were not going to hire someone that didn't do it that way. That was the whole point. Like, if you're going to be our coach, we believe that you play the percentages, and if the computer tells you on fourth and four at your 19 yard line to go for it, you go for it.
0: So, I I believe from everything I've read about him that. He has done a masterful job of convincing the roster one through 53 to not hang their head when the decision doesn't work. Because if the math says to go for it in the first quarter and it fails, and the same situation comes up in the second quarter, and the math says to go for it again, we're gonna go for it again. And then if it comes up in the third quarter, we're gonna go for it again. And it's it, and he's got Justin Herbert. Like he you yeah. don't have an unproven, you don't have Mitch Trubisky. Like putting the ball in the hands of one of the five most physically gifted quarterbacks in the league right now, four times instead of three to get 10 yards, is smart. Now, because they're the Chargers, they already have a devastating injury with <laughs> J.C. Jackson, and that's not great for Devontae Adams coming to town. But I know Josh McDaniels has done been a coach before. But I love laying three and a half of the Chargers. I think they are just a better roster. I well, think it's an awesome game, but I, I love laying the points. I, here.
1: I'm influenced by what I watched Thursday night with this game. You know, the Raiders' offensive line to me could look a lot like the Rams' offensive line when you've got Mac and you've got Bosa coming at them. And they've invested picks, but they've got almost nothing to show for it. Up yeah. So... You know, Derek Carr is a lot like Stafford. You know, he's he's really a he's a younger quarterback that's confined to the pocket. He's not one of the, he's not like Herbert where he can get out of dodge. Yep. So that's my that's why I like the Chargers a ton this year. I picked him in the Super Bowl, but I think that's the deciding factor of this game is I think they're able to get to the quarterback better than the Raiders are.
0: This game that we're gonna talk about next is on paper it feels like the line should be a lot bigger. This is a this is one of the goofier lines to me of the week. Eagles, Lions. Eagles are only a three and a half point favorite, but people think they can win the NFC. You think this game's close to the fourth quarter?
1: Uh, I do not. This game last year I think was forty-four to six. If I, you know, can I just ask you a question about the Lions because we got into a little bit last week? Can you? Can someone actually give me a cogent argument for how they got better? In the offseason, what did they do to their roster?
0: 80%?
1: Not that they lost close games, and law of averages says they'll win more close games this year. What did they
0: actually do to get better? They added two top five picks to their defense. Jeffrey so Okuda. So Jeff, no, no, Jeffrey Okuda's back from injury now. Unproven in the NFL, and he but sucked his rookie year. Yeah, okay, he's a corner. That they yes. don't always come in and have immediate success. And then and then Aiden Hutchinson. So I, I think the I think that's the argument is that the defense should be pretty good. I think that I think that's the argument. And they play hard for the kneecap eater. And I know you don't believe in that. And, and the schedule's pathetic, which I went through last week. Right, but the, the
1: schedule pod. doesn't help them in this game, and that's not anything to do with their roster.
0: You know oh, no, I mean? no, I agree. I agree. But, I mean, you're talking about why people might be talking themselves in. So, yeah, the, no, the, the roster argument is healthier, and they got younger players back on defense with high levels of pedigree.
1: I think the Eagles' defense is going to push them around, and I don't see Goff responding well to yeah. that whatsoever in this game. And I actually think one of my big takeaways from this game is going to be that the Eagles' defensive rookie is better than the guy the Lions took with the second pick. Oh, I think they're pretty good in preseason, part.
0: man. Hutchison looked pretty good in preseason. I don't know. Uh why do you think the line's so small? Um
1: That's a good question because I think that like the the rankings, the the things that the sports books would have behind the scenes, I think that those rankings probably have the Eagles in the top 5. That's, that's my what I'm saying. Guess. So it Sometimes so it be, it be lines, six? What's that? Shouldn't it be six? Yeah. Sometimes when these lines get made, I think they do cater to what they think the public is going to do.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But I think
1: if they just, I think if they just objectively set a line for this game and didn't care where the action came from, I agree with you. I think it would be more like a touchdown spread.
0: I was, I was just so surprised. I, it, I, I, you know, I try to. It's the old Bill Simmons cousin Sal gimmick. I, I, I try to guess the spread. Before it comes out and you do this long enough, you get pretty good at it. I was, I was way off uh, in this one. What
1: do you think of Ravens jets, Joe Flacco against his old team, Lamar at the time of this conversation still doesn't have a deal. And if he doesn't, how do you think that affects him and the Ravens in this game on
0: Sunday, Danny? I don't really see why not having a contract would affect him in the game. Like why? What's the argument that he's not going to run? Well, I, do you think he's going to have the same approach to this season if he doesn't have a
1: deal as opposed to if he did? I think it's way different.
0: You mean he's going to play to protect himself? If I had $200 million in the bank, I
1: would go all out. If I didn't and I had no idea where my next paycheck was coming from and I had, two, you know, theoretically $250 million to potentially lose, I wouldn't want to take on linebackers 10 times a game. No No way. Nice.
0: But he's clearly committed to playing this game of chicken and seeing it through to the end. And I'm sure he has a tremendous insurance policy uh, on himself. And I don't think pro athletes think like that. Like, I don't think you go into this saying I'm not going to have an agent. I am the most susceptible quarterback to getting hit because of my running style and my body frame. And I am going to see this thing through to the end because I want the greatest deal possible. And then, not do the thing that makes you great, okay. and therefore hurt your leverage by not performing in your contract year. Fair Enough,
1: but the thing that has made him great is still, for whatever reason, not enough for the Ravens to meet his contract demands. And might he think that he needs to do something differently this year in order to get that money?
0: I, I mean, mean, i are dealing with me. human
1: beings here, Danny. Not Madden. It's not a like. I would think this is the
0: kind of crap that he's thinking about. Twenty four. I would. I I would too, man. But you know, you play rec league basketball. Did you see at a high me, level? Did you see me throw out the first pitch at Wrigley? I can't. I actually, actually didn't think it was that bad. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You're you're. There was a such very, a low
1: bar. I actually was not. Badly ver- by it.
0: Yeah, you're you're a very good friend. Uh, Jed Hoyer, the general manager of the Cubs, said he'd never seen an elbow not move like that. Um but the point is, I I just think that when that guy steps between the lines, he's gonna be Lamar Jackson because he's committed to this. And I'll just say this. This should everyone's talking about how tough of a week one survivor pool it is because of all the favorites are road teams. Yep. I mean, come on.
1: I love the Jets to win the game outright. No, you do yes, I
0: do. Make the case. I mean, they is one last like, chances I think to the bet against Flacco. Flacco. Like he's Rudy. Um, Dude, we get well, to bet against Joe Flacco. What are you talking about? You like the Jets? I mean, Lamar Jackson was not – he lost week one
1: last year. He had 16 touchdowns to 13 interceptions. He was not a good quarterback. And I like the Jets' defense. I like the Jets' defense. I like Quinn and Williams. And the Royce most team. injured
0: team in football. Offensively. They lost the. They had the most games lost. Baltimore, Baltimore, yeah, last year they did, yeah, 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 yeah. That's not the case this year. So like, like Lamar's stats or their their win. Let me ask you this of- question: Give me a player other than Mark
1: Andrews who's going to make a play for him in this game.
0: I think they'll run the ball all over him. With who? I don't know. J.K. Dobbins not playing. All right, fine. Yeah, Dobbins not playing. I mean, well, why? So, so they're not—they're not, they're not going to line up people on offense.
1: I, 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 just think that the Jets defense, and I give the coach—I think the coach is a good defensive coach at least. Quinn and Williams, Mosley, Whitehead, Sauce Gardner. I think they rise up and play a good game.
0: I, we, we, listen, we t- we talked last week. I agree with you that the Jets roster two through fifty three is better than people give it credit for. But the one is Joe Flacco, and the Ravens roster, man, is really good. It is a that is a de- good lines, good, very good defense. And if I, and the Jets win,
1: you're going to take a sharpie and you're going to draw a black unibrow in between your two regular eyebrows for next for for next week's show. And
0: okay. if the Ravens win, what are you doing? Nothing. Yeah, no deal. No no deal. Uh,
1: Giants and Titans in Nashville. Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley. This is a game where it's more about the running backs and the quarterbacks, in my opinion. Which one do you think rebounds or bounces back in this game on Sunday? Which guy?
0: I just think the safer bet is Derrick Henry. I think the safer bet's Derrick Henry. Um, Obviously, he's proven more in the NFL than Saquon has. And while I like... Dexter Lawrence and uh Leonard Williams and Thibodeau, the draft pick. Like Giants defensive line is is young. Titans were a top ten, they're, they're like the ninth or tenth ranked rush defense last year. Jeffrey Simmons, Bud Dupree. Like it's it, you know, football's a game of matchups. And sure. so I, I think I think the Titans defensive line is yeah. more suited to contain Barkley than the other way around. And
1: I don't disagree with that, but I think this is where we're going to find out what Dable is outside of Buffalo because I think Joe judge would have just lined up and told Saquon Barkley to try to run the ball up the middle on first and second down. And they would have been in third and eight perpetually the entire game. You've got to move the pocket with Jones because he's a great athlete. And I think you've got to throw the ball to Barkley. And if he's worth a damn, he'll do that. You know, I, I think Brabel just wants to, you know, he wants to slam it home with Henry. He wants to give the guy the ball 25 times in this game. I think Barkley actually is more left in the tank. I'm interested. He is not. Sure been that he's
0: the, younger with a lot left, a lot less workload.
1: I, I, I don't, I don't think the Giants are going to win more than six or seven games this year, Danny, but I have a weird feeling they win this game and Barkley
0: has 150 total yards. I, I like them with the points. But it's more—it's more of an anti-Titans play for me. I just think specifically which running you back. You said that's much. all you do
1: is bet against the Titans. That's that's one yeah. of your rules. You <laughs> see Tennessee. True. You bet the
0: other team. <laughs> that's true. I guess I guess I didn't even really need to say it. Uh, all right, this game sucks, but it's going to get a ton of attention undeservedly because of soap opera stuff. Baker Mayfield get his payback against the Browns for Carolina. No, I don't think so. You know, the Browns have
1: not won in week one since 2004. That's an amazing statistic. Consecutive week one games. Uh, I actually think, and it won't work long term for them, but I actually think Brissett runs the Browns offense the way that they wanted Mayfield to do it last year. And I think Mayfield tries to go out there and, you know, win the game single-handedly. And when he does that, he'll turn the ball over two or three times. And that'll be the difference in the game. I think the Browns, they'll keep it close enough where they never have to really pass. They'll lean on your boy, Nick Chubb, and they'll grind out a win in Carolina with probably more Browns fans there than Panthers fans.
0: Yeah, I don't have a ton to add, honestly. I mean, I I think Carolina is bad. I think Matt Rule's the worst coach in the NFL. I think it's a terrible spot for Baker Mayfield to try to rehabilitate whatever image there is. And I don't think there was much of an image there to begin with. Our buddy Nick Wright's like, hey, he's an average or slightly below average starting quarterback in the NFL. I think he's completely out of his mind. I'd rank him like twenty-fourth, twenty-five. Like you know what I mean? So I the Browns obviously, I'm not loving Jacoby Brissett, but I just think that I think that Nick Chubb gets 30 carries and they grind out a win and first to 20 uh wins the game. All right. Another degenerate de- special.
1: Let's do just a great. Sunday ticket, sweat out an NFL game with nine one o'clock games Eastern time the first week. And that's Saints and Falcons. That's I've got money, fantasy, DFS. That's why you watch that game, Danny.
0: A hundred percent. Because you drafted Kyle Pitts in the third round. The
1: Saints win by more than a touchdown and announce themselves as a real team. Peter King has the
0: Saints in the Super Bowl, Danny. I know he does. I don't love that pick for him i don't i don't i don't love that for our guy pk um i you and i you made a case for atlanta that didn't sway me at all (laughs) like last week on the the nfc show i think atlanta is prime for a bottom three uh record a top three pick and taking a quarterback i think they have very little foundationally to build on so whereas the saints Obviously, they they should have a solid defense. Huge question marks moving on from Sean Payton and Jameis could throw four interceptions, but I think that the Saints' skill position players are awesome. Yeah. So I just I don't think the actual talent for Atlanta has them with much of a chance to hang in this game. So
1: I usually have a thing with Jameis where when I think when he's an underdog. I like betting on him. And when he's a favorite, I like betting against him.
0: Makes sense. I just
1: think he, he keeps the other team in the game. You know, if he's, he, he, he's
0: just, he's, he's incredible. I mean, he, yeah, really is. he, he is great television. <laughs> but, really he, is. but
1: yeah, I think the saints are going to win this game by more than six points. I do. And I, I almost regret saying it, but I, I If Mariota goes out there and runs for, like, 80 yards and throws two touchdown passes to Pitts in London, uh, it would not completely shock me, but rank their rosters. If we did a draft, the first, like, 15 picks other than Pitts and maybe the defensive tackle up front for Falcons would all be Saints players. So they should win the game. A.J.
0: Terrell. A.J. Terrell, their number one corner from Clemson. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's I thought he was. I did not think he was going to be a good pro, by the way. But yeah, he's he's a very good player. Uh, but yeah, but you're right. It's it, it the talent discrepancy is pretty lopsided. the The worst game of the week, Com- Commanders Jaguars. Poor Carson Wentz. He's in a new spot and he has to field questions all this week of like, Hey, remember when you lost the playoff spot in Indy and your job and the last thing shreds of your rep- reputation to the Jaguars? You think you think the Jaguars just have Carson Wentz's number?
1: Uh, I don't think Ron Rivera is going to let that happen. I know Ron Rivera is your boy, and I look. I think it's actually go. gotten so bad for Wentz in the last few months that, in a way, it's made him underrated. I've never heard a guy catch more criticism for throwing twenty-seven touchdowns and only seven interceptions. Never in my life. By That's- QBR, he was a top fifteen quarterback last year, Danny, and everyone thinks he's the worst starting like one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the league. So. I think they win at home. I think that's actually a fun game on Sunday.
0: That's, I mean, that's a that's a liberal use of the word fun. And at this coach, point –
1: Trevor Lawrence on the road, we get to see if he, with a new coach who actually knows what he's doing, if they come out and win that game by double digits, that'll be a talking point if okay. Jackson
0: can do that. I'll give you that game arguably over Browns-Panthers, Giants-Titans, and Saints-Falcons. You want to make a case that that game's more interesting? I mean, maybe you would say Bears Niners, but I don't think so. Niners are a real contender.
1: Well, I've called this my sleeper bowl. I think both teams will make the playoffs: Jacksonville and Washington. I think Jacksonville's going to win the AFC South, and I think Washington's the last team
0: in the NFC playoffs. But you have Washington winning this game. I'll I'll, I'll bet you that one straight up. I'll take Jacksonville plus three and a half. Fine. All right. Uh, does Does Matt Ryan
1: like have a ball cap on in the fourth quarter because they're beating the Texans so bad? And Sam Ellinger's in the game or something? Or is that actually a nail-biter? The Colts under Frank Wright are a travesty in week one. They always lose. And this line has come down. People are starting to think it might happen again, Danny.
0: How big of a sample do you need to believe a trend like that? Like Andy Reid after a bye, when he's yep. got 20-something years of being a head coach, that's that's a rep- that's a Super Bowl season of trends. I can believe that Frank Reich in week one is atrocious in what? Three years like that. No, I, I, I I'm not not buying that for a second. Um, I think that Matt Ryan has something left in the tank. And I think the Colts are a top 10 organization in the NFL from Ballard and Reich and their line and their roster and the whole thing that like, I think that, That is a good situation for Matt Ryan. We talked about it on the AFC pod. So, yeah, I think that Matt Ryan will surprise – people will be like, man, Matt Ryan still has some life left in that arm. It's like, yeah, he's got protection. He's got people to throw to. He's got competent coaching. Like, yeah, Matt Ryan, when he had Kyle Shanahan, won MVP. No, I don't think he's an MVP, but I I think he's going to be fine.
1: Well, I also think that – In week one, it might be old dog, new tricks, where he's been in one place for so long. And in week one, he's nowhere close to the guy he's going to be with the Colts in the back half of the season. And I'm not on Davis Mills. I don't think Lovey Smith is a good coach. But they, they beat the Chargers at the end of last year. He was great against the Patriots at home, Mills. And I am at least intrigued by the running back, Pierce.
0: Everybody is, yeah. He's
1: a monster. I can't believe he lasted into the fourth round. It's a big enough number where I think the points are the right call in this game, though. I think the Colts win. But I think Houston can backdoor their way to a cover in this game, Danny.
0: Yeah, I won't lay that big of a number. But I think the Colts are a pretty safe survivor pick as well. Um, And you can have all the Davis Mills love that you want that's not love i'm
1: just i'm just merely pointing out that he had a couple of games
0: i I just i think that matt ryan's the type of player that like person in a new spot he's so smart he's been in the league for forever like what that guy's gonna like take some time to get used to the new i don't know philip rivers his first game
1: lost to a jacksonville team that didn't win another game the rest of the season danny and it was the same scenario guy in one place his entire career
0: all right, I'm going to have to get used to these one-game data points that you're using to extrapolate out to be. We're
1: only 17-game seasons. I don't know how many data points you need for something to be considered permissible.
0: Because Philip yeah. Rivers, had, okay, okay, Phil, fine. Philip Rivers lost his debut at the Colts, so now I'm worried about Davis Mills covering the spread. Okay. Monday
1: morning, we'll have a recap. Our take on all these games. Plus, we'll preview the Monday night game, Danny. Russell Wilson goes back to Seattle.
0: Can't wait, buddy. Subscribe, rate, review, check it out, share with a friend. Please leave us a review. Prove to our bosses that this is a good idea. Thank you. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey Company.